Our psalm reading tonight is from Psalm 51, a psalm of David, one of the better-known psalms of the Psalter. Many of the psalms written by King David, who was known as the sweet psalmist of Israel. And uh, what a contribution that that man made to the worship of God, both in Israel and in the history of the church. So Psalm 51, a psalm of repentance, part of the lectionary reading for this evening on this Ash Wednesday. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love, according to your abundant mercy. Blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions, and my sin is ever before me. Against you, you alone, have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight, so that you are justified in your sentence and blameless when you pass judgment. Indeed, I was born guilty, a sinner when my mother conceived me. You desire truth in the inward being. Therefore, teach me wisdom in my secret heart. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones that you have crushed rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and put a new and right spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and sustain in me a willing spirit. Then I will teach transgressors your ways and sinners will return to you. Deliver me from bloodshed, O God, O God of my salvation, and my tongue will sing aloud of your deliverance. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth will declare your praise. For you have no delight in sacrifice. If I were to give a burnt offering, you would not be pleased. The sacrifice acceptable to God is a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart, O God, you will not despise. Do good to Zion in your good pleasure. Rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. Then you will delight in right sacrifices, in burnt offerings and whole burnt offerings. Then bulls will be offered on your altar. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Create in me a clean heart, O God, a new heart. If anyone ever needed a new heart, it was King David. He wrote this psalm after his experience with Bathsheba. 
And in that um, adulterous relationship into which he, he entered with her, murdering her husband, committing adultery, and uh, breaking several other laws, uh, he was guilty of breaking almost all the Ten Commandments. And one only wonders how it was that a man who was known as the sweet psalmist of Israel, who had a heart for God, would have been able to do such things without much thought. And all of this is simply to remind us that all of us who are, who are in the community of the covenant of grace, that we are at the same time both saints and sinners. There are no plastic saints in the Bible, but there are flesh and blood people who live their lives, who struggle with all those dimensions of the human heart that has lost a right relationship with God, a, a human heart perhaps dominated by the works of the flesh. And there are many listed by the Apostle Paul, Romans 1 and Galatians 5, and we do well to be reminded of the potential that every one of us has to give ourselves to the works of the flesh to living out of our, the sinner side of ourselves. Jeremiah the prophet said, the heart, the human heart is deceitful and desperately wicked. Who can know it? And yet God made our hearts, that inner part of ourselves, our mind, our thinking, our feeling, our volitional capacity. He made us for a right relationship with himself. And he declared us to be very good. And we need to remember that about ourselves, that we, we have so much potential, that we are God's handiwork, and God loves us unconditionally. Even though we can commit such heinous crimes as King David, the king of Israel, who was to be the representative of God to his people. David needed a new heart. He needed what the prophets of the Old Testament had promised, that the day would come when God was going to take our hearts of stone out of us and replace the heart of stone with hearts of flesh. And he was going to write his law upon our hearts and empower us from within to keep the law, to walk in the way of the Lord, to bear the fruit of the Holy Spirit. The Lord was, was determined to do that, and he did that. And the promises of a new covenant, which we celebrate at the Lord's table tonight, the covenant of the grace of God that says that God loves us just as we are, that God is a gracious God, a forgiving God, who has acted to bring us into right relationship with himself. And from the moment of our baptism, he declares us to be his beloved children 
from whom nothing can separate us from him, not even our sins. One would have thought if anyone would have been separated, it was, it was David. It's almost too much to think about, but through that experience, David gained insight into what God desired for him in his heart. God wanted his heart to be filled with truth, to be filled with compassion for others, to look after the interest of others, to walk, if you will, in the way of Jesus. And so David wrote, what you require, what you desire, O God, is truth in the inner being of every one of those of us who follow the Lord. The text, the narrative of the David Bathsheba story from 2 Samuel 11 and 12 really doesn't say a whole lot about Bathsheba. But I can guarantee you she could have signed up for the Me Too movement. Because she was thought of as, as most women were and wives as property of their husbands to be used things for men's pleasure, objects of harassment. There was never a more relevant text for our time than Psalm 51 and the whole David experience. And whatever the issues that humanity has had with its own behavior, the amazing good news tonight that I think David would want us to rediscover is that how great God's mercy is for us. God's steadfast love. He cast himself and asked for forgiveness for his behaviors. Not until Nathan the prophet confronted him, which is another one of the interesting things of the story, of how any other man who was not the king would have the courage to confront the king of a nation with his immoral behavior and to do it right in public. You are the men. And immediately, David knew that he had used Bathsheba. He had killed her husband. He committed adultery. He coveted his neighbor's wife. He was a sinner. And yet God loved him. And Nathan comes back with the promise, your sins are forgiven. There will be consequences. There's a lot of wreckage in your life, David. You've killed a lot of people. You've used a lot of people. But I'm not giving up on you. And that's why Israel can pray this psalm and can pray it joyfully in the temple because it remembers that whatever their faith, faithlessness has been, God loves them and journeys with them 
and brings his promise to fulfillment in the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. Who said, it's not what goes into us that defiles us. It's not the food that we eat. It's not the external. But what defiles our lives, what, what defiles us, is what comes from within, out of the human heart. And so during the season of Lent, this is an opportunity for us to pray this prayer and to ask for inner integrity, to ask God, create within me a new heart. Clean me up from the inside out. Help me to see my brothers and sisters in the way that you do, O God. Give to me the mind of Christ I surrender my heart to you. So tonight, as we are coming to have the ashes imposed upon us as a reminder of our mortality, let us remember that we come as those who are saints and sinners who nevertheless are loved and with whom God journeys and grows the fruit of his spirit within us and creates within us a life of gratitude, of thanksgiving, in which we do exactly what the Apostle Paul said. We reckon ourselves to be dead to sin and alive to God in Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit. If anyone is in Christ, the old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. That we celebrate this evening. Respond to the word as printed in your bulletin. Genuine repentance involves two things. The dying away of the old self and the coming to life of the new. The dying away of the old self is to be genuinely sorry for sin, to hate it more and more, and to run away from it. The coming to life of the new self is wholehearted joy God, through Christ and a delight to every kind of good as God wants us to. Let us join together in our responsive prayer of confession from Psalm 51. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love, according to your abundant mercy, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. I know my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. Against you, you alone have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight so that you are justified in your sentence and blameless when you pass judgment. You desire truth in the inward being. Therefore, teach me wisdom in my secret heart. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and put a new and right spirit 
within me. The eyes of God is a broken spirit. And now take a moment to go inside and listen for where you may have stepped aside from God. In the beginning, O oh God, you created the heavens and the earth. Out of the dirt of the earth, you formed us, fashioned us, and breathed into us new life. We give thanks that you are a God who forgives us our sins and forgets our failings. Amen. Brothers and sisters, tonight we begin the ancient journey of Lent. We walk with Christ on the road to Jerusalem to his death on the cross and into the joy of Resurrection Sunday. It is a road that the church has walked for 2,000 years. We begin this journey marked with the sign of ashes, an ancient sign that speaks of the frailty and uncertainty of human life, a sign of our heartfelt repentance and our desire to place our trust and hope in God alone. Our ushers will invite you to come forward a row at a time to receive the ashes. If you're not able to come forward, please let one of the ushers know and we will come to you. As you return, we invite you to be in prayer, reflection on what God may be putting on your heart or putting off from your heart over these next 40 days. Let us worship the Lord.
a sacrifice that's pleasing to God is a broken spirit. You'll not despise a humble heart. You will hold that healing. Wash away 